Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolution.org Hardcore 2.0, episode number seven. Lucky seven. Steve and the mobster joining me. How's it going, buddy? All good. Finished training, ready to hit up a podcast. We are ready. Love you guys so much for joining us. And today we're going to talk about Trenbolone and Orals to Bulk Complements of Euro Pharmacies, which is a yeah. steroid brand out there. And we'll Listen, Tren is a tremendous steroid, and we're going to talk about how to stack it with an oral. One of my favorite stacks of all time. In fact, the stacks that I've always hit PRs with, with mass and strength, have been with Tren plus an oral. So this, if you've never tried it before, if you never tried trend before, even if you've tried trend before, we're going to show you some cycles that are really going to be appealing to you. So let's first talk about bulking. And, you know, let's talk about what bulking is a little bit and kind of get into it. So whenever I hear the word bulking, it usually means, um, you know, some big dude in the gym who's just like on a perma bulk. Some dude at the gym who just... He eats whatever he wants. Oh, I'm in the mood for pizza tonight. I'm just going to order pizza. I'm I'm in the mood for fast food. I'm going to I'm going to get some fast food. You know, they they eat tons of food. They go to the gym, they lift heavy weights and they go home. And it works for them. They're definitely bulky. They're definitely massive. But to me, have you ever seen a dude like look at Mobster's pictures. Mobster, he's a big dude, but he doesn't look fat. He doesn't look obese. He's still lean. Versus other strength trainers who are lifting the same amount as him, even though he weighs a lot because he has so much muscle in his frame. So there's a difference between bulking to get fat and bulking to actually be massive and have a lot of muscle mass. There, It's not the same thing at all. So I have a lot of respect when I see a person who eats on point and they're big and they're muscular and they're strong, but they're also lean at the same time. That's someone I respect. I don't respect people who walk around the gym with big bellies and they have, you know, a belt and their fucking belly fats hanging over their belt and they're strong, you know? And, you know, I, okay, I mean, you're big, you know, and you're strong, but you're also fat at the same time. So to me, that's not proper. That's not what I consider bulking. I just consider that fat. You know, so when someone says, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm bulking, I'm bulking. And you look at them and they got like a big belly hanging over their belt when they're when they're lifting at the gym. So that's something I personally respect, you know, but look, some people like that. And I'm not going to like say that that's wrong. But to me, that's not the definition of bulking. I think bulking also should be steady over time. Think about it. You're only putting, say, let's say you put two pounds of muscle a year on your frame. Now. A lot of you listening to this, you're in your 20s. You're listening to this, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to put two pounds on my frame a, a year. That's nothing, you know? But think about it. Over the course of 20 years, from when you're 25 to 45, in that 20-year span, you'll put on 40 pounds. That's a lot of muscle. Go to the supermarket and look at a one-pound steak. Look, look at a New York strip. It's about a pound, right? Or a sirloin. It's about a pound. Look how big that is. That's... That's a huge steak. Now imagine 40 of those steaks stacked up. Now you know what I'm talking about when it comes to how much muscle 40 pounds is. So if you can just put on and properly bulk two pounds a year on average, that's a big, big deal. So basically my point is, you know, you can use steroids to help you add more muscle. The reason... We, we use steroids in the first place is to increase protein synthesis and help us, our bodies recover from our workouts. About, and about half the time, 
I don't mean like you're going to recover from an injury in half the time. I'm talking about in layman's terms, you're going to get sore half as long when you're on steroids than you would off of steroids. That's pretty much what gives steroids the advantage in our body. It gives us the better ability to better synthesize the protein in our muscles to better put on muscle mass and easy, easier, put on muscle mass easier than we could without steroids. So it's completely normal. So you cycle steroids, you bulk with them, then you come off and you lose a little bit back. So two steps forward, one step back thing. And over the course of time, you will put on the muscle mass over time if you're lifting consistently and you're eating good. So to me, that's my definition of bulking. That's the way I teach it. So monster, uh, tell us your opinion on bulking. And when you hear that word bulking, what does it mean to you? You work with a lot of big guys. Yeah. One of the things that I've discussed in, in previous podcasts, Steve, is, is this whole idea of uh, dirty bulking versus lean bulking. And what we're going to get into a little bit today, when we're going to talk about specific uh, products that uh, Europharmacies provides, is the difference perhaps, I think of, on this particular podcast, is the distance between wet bulking and dry bulking. What do I mean by that, guys? There are some products which we'll discuss, which you can hold a little bit of water, and that's going to hide. If you're ripped when you start doing a bulk, I don't expect you to be as ripped at the end of a bulk as you would, for example, a cutting cycle. And and, and, and especially so if, for example, Steve, you did you used a, a quote-unquote wet product where a certain amount of water retention is involved, Versus a dry product where you tend to put on just lean muscle, especially in the example that Steve gave of one or two pounds. Now, again, like Steve says, and I've actually said this on previous podcasts, Steve, 100%. I've been in this game a long time. And when you calculated out what I weighed, age 18, and I actually started age 15, but I kept notes age 18 till now, and you, you, you subdivided the years and you said, how many pounds did you gain? It only worked out between four and six pounds, Steve. I think the cycle years, once I started, and that was after 22 years of training, I averaged around six pounds. And non-cycles, natty, if you like, I averaged four pounds, or certainly off-cycle years, four pounds. And that four, again, you guys listening, especially you younger guys listening, would be going four pounds, six pounds, doesn't seem like that much. Bought you three years, guys. So, you know, I think um, one calculation I looked at, I actually think I need to update it, was 125 pounds in those 43 years. That is a shit. That's like another person, Steve. That's like a medium-sized woman. I've gained that much body weight. So, yeah, for me, again, I think it's the difference in general terms, Steve, the difference between, uh, certainly the difference between getting cut, which is essentially removing as much body fat as you possibly can to look really, Lean and ripped, that's a cutting cycle. Uh, and certainly you you should be leaner at the end of a cutting cycle than, than you started out with. A bulking cycle to me is that little magical combination of a little bit of water, a little bit of fat, but mostly about 80% of your gain should be lean muscle tissue. It doesn't have to be all lean muscle tissue, like it might be on certain dry products, but it has to be mostly muscle tissue. And again, the trick is, if you like, guys, isn't just to bulk up if, if your cycle finishes and you lose it all. It's kind of adding weight. Otherwise, all you're just doing is going up and down, up and down, up and down. So for me, I'm, I'm like Steve. The magical fairy godmother version of this story is that she waves her wand and we gain 20 pounds. The reality is I would like to see you guys maybe six, seven, eight pounds on cycle, keeping three, four, five pounds off cycle. And that's a bulk for me as well. Like Steve said, Mike Metz has done this with the 24-ounce beef burgers. And he said, if you would, you could slap them on your shoulders or you could slap them on your arms and then just look at perversely and crazy as that might seem. And then imagine a silhouette you're going to have with those extra muscles. And old school, new school, modern bodybuilding, bodybuilding from the 50s, it's kind of still the same, Steve. It is off-season, new muscle, especially if you're competing in the right places. And then competition time, getting ripped. It's as simple as that. It's that slightly out of season, slightly soft kind of look. And also something else that I've touched on before, Steve, is, in my opinion, and it completely depends where you live in the world, guys, because seasons are different. But cold is easier to bulk because it's nature that you're working with. And that little bit of fat insulates you, 
versus a hot climate, a hot time of year, and needing to be leaner. I wouldn't want to bulk in the summertime as equally as I wouldn't want to diet down and get ripped in the wintertime. It's as simple as that, Steve. Yeah, back to you. All right, so look, at the end of the day, why do we use a cycle like Trembolone plus an oral? It's because we don't want to put on just two, three pounds. We want to put on five, 10, or 12 pounds at a time. And that's, you know, whenever I run trend, the first week or two, right off the bat, I put on like six, seven pounds. And I have no clue how, because I don't get fat on it. It just comes. So that's why we want to use steroids. We want to take things to the next level. We want to put on a shit ton of bulk quickly. So naturally, one, two, maybe three pounds a year, depending where you're coming from, over the course of 10, 20 years versus hopping on a steroid and putting 5, 10, 12 pounds quick. And that's why a lot of guys choose to use steroids. And look, in the livestock industry, Trembolone, which they call Phenaplex, it was intentionally developed to promote androgen and gain muscle mass in cattle. So it allows livestock to grow as much muscle as possible before they are transported to the slaughterhouse. This way, the farmer can make more money. This way, there's more meat on that, uh, on that cow to be sold because they're trying to make money. They're trying to make a profit. Duh, that's how it works. They're not giving them trend for them to lose weight. They're giving them trend to bulk. So Trembolone, the original Parabolin, was developed for bodybuilding, not for cattle but for bodybuilding. So it's one of the one of the steroids that are out there which actually was developed for humans specifically to help us with bodybuilding. So anyone who tells you otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. So we're going to use it to help us bulk. So people who say, "Oh, trend, you know, it's a cutter, you can use it to cut." And you can. But just because they want to use it to cut doesn't mean that we have to use it to cut, right? We can use it to bulk up and it works incredibly well for bulking up. Really the best steroid out there aside from probably DECA when it comes to bulking. And I say that because the main difference between trend and DECA is trend is going to give you a shit ton more side effects than DECA will. DECA is very mild. Okay. I don't care what anybody tells you. DECA is very, very mild versus trend. Number one. Number two, DECA, your appetite is going to increase on DECA. I mean, you're never going to be satiated on DECA. You're going to be going out. You're going to be wanting to eat two meals at that um, family barbecue. You're going to want to eat two. If everyone's eating two burgers, you're going to be wanting eating four burgers. Okay? That's what DECA does. Trend doesn't do that. Trend actually in a lot of cases, will make you less hungry because of the side effects that it's doing in your body, which we'll get to later in this podcast. But the thing with Trend is it is one of the best steroids, probably the best injectable steroid out there when it, come, when it comes to basically turning your muscles into sponges. And what I mean by that was when you take Trend, you are going to crave carbs throughout the day. And you're going to have to balance your carbs throughout the day. Trend is not the steroid to use if you, if you do a lot of intermittent fasting, if you do a lot of fasting. It's not the steroid to use because it's very difficult to fast while you're on trend, all right? Because you're going to start getting a lot more side effects if you're not getting carbs in your system. So good, clean carbs on Trembolone, sweet potatoes, brown rice, raw honey, raw maple syrup, fruit. Big one, fruit. I know everyone's scared of fruit for some reason because we've been lied to in bodybuilding for the past 50 years. Everyone's like, oh, can't have fruit. Fruit's crucial on trend because it also hydrates you. And that's something that's really annoying about trend versus DECA. On DECA, you don't get like thirsty all day on DECA. You don't wake up in the middle of the night feeling nauseous because you need to drink water. But trend will do that to you, especially if you live in a warmer climate. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night with sweats. So we'll talk about sides in a minute. But my point is you're get, a lot of these side effects you get from trend are because 
of the way it nutrition partitions in the body. It's basically everything you put in your body turns into a sponge and your, your muscles absorb it like crazy. So absolutely, Mopser, Trend is a great, great, great balker. And when you stack it with an oral, even if it's a cutter oral, it's going to be a great balker. So we're going to talk about, in the next couple of segments, we're going to talk about not only orals that we know are good for bulking, but we're also going to yeah. be talking about orals that are for cutting. And you're going to be like, why, why, sh why should I? I'm going to explain exactly why when we talk about that, why even a cutting oral will work great on trend for, for bulking. So Mobster, talk a little bit about the people you've seen who have run trend. We've seen some amazing transformations over the years on the forums where guys who have gone on trend eight weeks have completely changed their physique. I mean, it's incredible. I know with me, after like three weeks, I look different in the mirror after after on trend. It's it's tremendous. It's a tremendous steroid. I, I was going to say, Steve, it doesn't really matter what uh, forum you go on. There are, there are, if there's a million forums, Steve, then there's 900,000 guys saying something like, Trent is the bollocks. I love Trent. Trent is everything. Trent is God. All that kind of stuff. So there's, there's a huge percentage of guys, if they can handle the side effects, that love what Trent does for them, whether it's aggression in the gym, whether it's getting leaner, whether it's bulking up or whatever else. Now, in my, from my experience, and I've said this on previous podcasts, uh, the side effects was the issue. But purely and simply on its own, and never mind what else the guys were using, my strength buddies would use Trend to get stronger. And what we're looking at here, guys, it's hard to imagine sometimes, especially if you're a Joe just working, you know, starting out, a Joe or Jane just starting out on, on the journey and just listening to this kind of podcast to get informed, ready for your cycles in the future. Most of my buddies were 150 kilograms. See, that's 330 pounds. Um, so you're not looking at super lean fellas. And the problem, that's that's kind of like what bulking's around. You're not being super lean. But the problem with not being super lean on trend is the sweats, the coughs, and everything, the whole side effects thing. So, again, loving what that happens in the gym, loving how they felt in the gym, moving those crazy, crazy weights around, but they needed to be leaner. Now, the thing over here, Steve, of course, especially when we're talking about trend with another oral, or with an oral, because there's all, all versions of trend as well, of course, is the synergy. And something Steve's used this word in previous podcasts, and it's quite simple. And again, it comes down to individual response as well, of course, but it's this. There are certain combinations that work for most people. Again, Steve said a great uh, injectable Sustendeca, which I've used, and I think that's absolutely one, one of my favourite injectable bulking cycles ever. And did incredibly well on that and, and did all the things that I needed to do at the time when I was running those cycles. But the same applies to train with orals and certain orals. And the reason why we do this podcast is because we looked at the kind of questions you guys asked. And those questions that are about if I could do train and an oral and I wanted to bulk up, what would happen? So there's a synergy. And the synergy comes from certain particular drugs. And like I said, individual response. But again, for the most part, the drugs that we're talking about work for the majority of people, and they get strong. And they love that extra edge that certain harsh drugs almost give you. It doesn't have to be specifically aggression, Steve, but it's kind of bordering on the edge of anxiety. And if you manage it really well, it only really goes kind of annoying and, 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 and a certain flow to your gym work. And if anything, Steve, for me, I'd love it. If not having used trend, I would say this is where I would like to see all that kind of pressure, the anxiety, whatever it is that side effects of training can give you in the gym, exhaust myself so that I come out. And then, and I've touched on this before, the kind of training that I'll be doing, which we'll get into, the kind of nutrition, like Steve said. And again, that's another one. Using train on its own, like Steve said, that food partitioning and a certain sense and feeling that comes from using trend versus, versus, for example, balancing it out with another oral. And we'll list the orals briefly, but a good example would be D-Bowl, the sense of well-being. The two things together should just about balance each other out, Steve. There's a sort of sense of aggression versus that sense of well-being. You go into the gym, you're smashing the weights, you've bolts up, you're feeling better, and, and that whole combination. So there's a synergy, guys. That's why certain orals work in combination, the wet stuff, the dry stuff, all those kind of things. It's, it's kind of sometimes very difficult to be 100% specific on this, literally because 
It's dose dependent. It depends on the condition you was in when you start, the condition you're in when you finish, and you and your receptor infinity and everything else. But we try to be as best as we possibly can, as generalized in our experience and based on working with clients and work listening to forum members and saying, those are the numbers you use. This is where they saw the success. As an example, Steve, I can think of a couple of forum members that have run very similar cycles and eight pounds was kind of solid. This is where it came in and whatever else. There's a thing like Steve said right at the beginning, can you bulk on trend? Yes, sir, of course you can for exactly the reasons that Steve said. That's precisely why that, and I believe there was one other drug they used to give to, to, to the cattle. It was precisely why it was created. It was literally getting ready for going to market, getting ready to go to be slaughtered. All the stuff that they'd done up to that point, and then the last few weeks to get that extra. Because literally, guys, the more meat on the bone was more money for the, for the cattle owners, for the butchers, for the slaughterers, for everybody. It's more cash, either to pay or to be paid. It's as simple as that. So you go, if it works for bulking up cattle, then it's going to work for you. We do have to tweak the doses, of course. Quite perversely, we're using more doses for, for of training humans than they are in, in, in a calf. But Steve, that's crazy. But again, it does work. And again, it's diet dependent as well, of course, guys. So we're getting to all of that in a moment. Too. Back to you, Steve. So let's get into different orals that you can stack with Trembolone. So... You know, I'm going to start out with talking about trend with Anovar, um, because I know Mobster has a lot of experience with um, with Dynable. I would definitely want him to talk about Dynable with trend. But what I mentioned in the prior segment about people who will say, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, Anovar, you can't bulk on Anovar. Well, if you run Anovar by itself, I, I, would, I would agree with that. It's definitely not a bulker. It's definitely not a bulker on its own. And it's definitely not a bulker with some other steroid stack, but with Trend, it's one of my favorite bulkers because here, here's why. Trembolone is an extremely androgenic steroid, okay? It's an extremely anabolic steroid. So when you use Trend, a good quality Trend, like from Euro Pharmacies, which you know it's going to be the cleanest Trend that's out there, and then you use Anovar from Euro Pharmacies, which you know is going to be real Anovar, because Euro Pharmacies doesn't sell fake products. Their products are made in a lab, and their products are proper. So in this case, Anovar, you're getting a mild, non-androgenic, and, 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 and mildly anabolic oral that you can take with the trend. And the trend is going to do the dirty work of the androgens and the anabolic effects in the body and the Anovar is basically just going to be an addition that's not going to cause your side effects to go crazy. So it's a great stack together. And absolutely, you can bulk and you can, you can get stronger on it. In fact, the trend in the Anovar stack was the stack that I used to break personal records, both in, in weight and in strength. And it worked incredibly well for me. And I love it. So in my case, this is the way I ran. I ran it, the trend, about 250 to 300 milligrams a week, okay? And I ran the Anovar between 40 and 50 milligrams a day. And I ran Tran Ace and the Anovar six weeks. That's it, just six weeks. And during that six weeks, man, within the first week, I was, man, I looked different. In the mirror, I looked bigger. And finally, my girlfriend at the time, I had pictures taken, and those of you who've been following me over the years, I posted pictures of some of my cycles and how big I love. She even made the comment. She's like, man, Steve, she's like, you're too big. And she said it with like, <laughs> she said it like kind of like, just like exaggerate. You're too big. You know, you're too muscular. You know, and it's true. That's what happens when you take this stuff. It just makes you into an absolute beast. And the side effects aren't that bad, you know, because the Anovar is not going to give you the estrogenic side effects. It's not going to give you the water weight. It's not going to give you any of that. And then it's not going to give you those androgenic side effects. It's not going to, you know, destroy your heart health in the process where you feel sh like shit all day. So it's a really, really good stack together. If you really want to do something like for six weeks, try that stack. The Trend Ace, you're using the short ester of Trend. 
Now, your pharmacies has both. They have the trend inhibate and they have the trend acetate. What is the difference between the two? It's the ester. The trend acetate, you're going to have to inject every other day or every two and a half days at the most. With the trend inhibate, you only have to inject it twice a week at most. It's fine. You can even inject it like every four or five days. It's fine doing it that way. So that's the main difference. The Anovar that they sell is legit Anovar. Your pharmacy's Anovar is legit. Now, Anovar is one of the most faked steroids out there. So you want to make sure you're using legitimate Anovar. So, Monster, jump in on that and talk about D-Bowl with Trend. How would you use D-Bowl with Trend? Talk about the dosages and the length of cycle. Right. I'll start by listing the op op the options you have here, guys. And we've, we've obviously double-checked to make sure. D-Bowl, Anovar, Winstrol, Anadrol, Halo Testing, M1C, Provironin, and Superdrol. Now, for what I would call true bulking, and what I mean by that is that little bit of soft tissue, a little bit of water, et cetera, et cetera, D-Bowl would be up there, Anadrol would be up there, and to a lesser degree, Superdrol. In terms of the drier bulking, like Steve just said, and I've done this myself, of course, uh, Anavar and Winstrol. Halo testing for me is more of an aggression-enhancing drug, although I never got that from it, but for most people it is. And M1C is up there as well. Don't have too much knowledge on that particular one, Steve. Now, specifically, I've run from Europharmacies the Debo, the Anavar, and the Anadrol. 100% run them, tried them, used them, and, and even mentioned it in my logs online. So you can go and check that out, guys, just to see uh, the kind of information I put up when I've, and my doses and so on and so forth. I'll concentrate, as Steve suggested, specifically on the Dianabol. Now, I, Steve and I are both low-dose kind of guys in terms of what we would advise and use ourselves. And so if I was using Trend, I would probably look in somewhere between 250 and 300 milligrams a week, guys, not a day, not per dose. And and I would keep the D-Bolt no higher than 50 milligrams. And because of that, I know how I've responded, and this is one of the things I've said in other podcasts when I've been talking about D-Bolt, for me, D-Bolt is, I can't think of a time when I haven't gained on-cycle 10 pounds. So, swear to God, guys. I've run it at lower dosages and, and gone six, seven, eight pounds. I would probably run it slightly higher now only because... I'm an older guy, I've used the drug before, and the response, but it's never going to be 50, 60, 70, 80, 100. It's never going to be 120, nothing like that, ever, ever, ever. And the sweet spot, as we've talked about on its own in the past, especially for you new guys, is 30, 40 milligrams. And again, that, that that's per day on that particular one. I said when two to 300 on the trend. Now, for me, here's how I think this would go. I think the combination here of Dynabo and Trend together would be 50 milligrams tops, probably actually slightly less because I'm running it with Trend, but 50 milligrams tops on the D-Bowl. And again, the combination of that feel-good factor that I touched on earlier on, the, the, the pumps that you get on Dianabol, uh, the nitrogen uptake, which happens with most anabolic steroids, of course, Steve, and as Steve said earlier on, that partition effect. Here's what I think would happen with me, Steve. If I gained, let's say, for example, guidance, on 50 milligrams a day D-Bolt, and I went up 10 pounds, a good part of that's going to be water, but not in combination with the trend. Because of the food partition that Steve talks about, in a way, what really happens there, Steve, is, is it kind of forcing food into glycogen, glycogen into the muscle. So that's the, another reason why the cattle got bigger when they were being quote-unquote fattened up for the market, or really bulked up for the market. That would happen to me too. So what I think would happen is normally you would see me slightly watery, small increment in my blood pressure, gaining 10 pounds. I think I'd actually get, like Steve said, ever so slightly leaner. Certain muscles would pop, certain muscles would be harder. And that's where that trendy bone magic would happen. The, the only issue for me, Steve, I'd have to be careful with this, is I don't eat massive amounts of food during the daytime. I tend to eat a lot more towards the end of the day. I'd have to, and this occasionally happens with me, Steve, and it's probably something that we've touched on another podcast when we talk about uh, insulin sensitivity, etc., etc. I'd have to be careful, especially post-trading, that I eat in enough that I didn't get that blood sugar drop. And I think that's the only thing I would worry about in regards to trend, especially at the lower, more sensible doses for me. Now, as I say, specifically, I've used the others. Anadrol was a good one for bulking and an enormous amount of people. The doses are actually less than is used medically, which is kind of crazy when most of the time we use a lot more than medical and clinical situations. 
and Anavar. Anavar is 100% for me. And I've said this on other podcasts, Steve, whether it's from EP or how I used it in the past, and I have used your pharmacist products, it's, I would gain about five pounds on Anavar. And the only reason I didn't keep those five pounds is because the purpose of the cycle was to give me strength. So I think Trend and Anavar would be an interesting converse uh, cycle for me, Steve, purely and simply because an enormous amount of users of Trend talk about their strength enhancement. You've got that lean muscular bulk that we're talking about. And I've always responded well to Anavar in terms of gaining strength. Yeah, Because I'm not trying to get much bigger, most of my cycles is not about me retaining new tissue afterwards, not anymore. But if I was starting out, if I was halfway through my journey, I think a trend anavar combination would be very interesting for me, Steve, in terms of strength enhancement, adding lean muscular bulk, and just the sensations of get on it. Uh, the, because I think I've played around with different combinations as, as a way of increasing my aggression, specifically for competitions and to a lesser degree for uh, training. And I think trend would add that little bit of an aspect for me. And again, we'll deal with the specifics of side effects, but I would probably want to keep the dose low just to mitigate the out-of-gym edginess and aggression. But again, D-Bow and Anabol and, and, and trend together, I think that's that yin and yang stuff that we've touched on in the past. The synergy of the good, feel-good factor that you sometimes get with D-Bow and the slightly edgy, slightly anxious feeling that some users have on trend, which is actually what you want for the gym to get in there to kill the weights, to have those kind of crazy sessions and just being super careful with mitigating almost the the, the sort of sensation of uh, being low blood sugar because of that compartmentalization, because of the way that trend kind of forces glycogen into the muscle. And so you haven't got it floating around in the body for energy. But that's what got, you said bodybuilders, that's what you're after. I'm looking more from a strength athlete specific point of view because I'm not mostly what I train for is to get stronger or to be strong. I'm not necessarily looking for particular looks. So my experience differs in that regards, where Steve's talking about from a look, from an aesthetic, and how that is perceived. But hey, I could always do with being a few pounds leaner, Steve, and looking better. There's no argument there. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, and, it, you know, a lot of that depends on where you're coming from. Like, you know, a lot of people... You know, you're a younger guy, maybe you're skinnier, you want to bulk. You've been skinny all your life, you want to try bulking. A lot of guys, you maybe you've been doing this for 10 years and you're like, shit, I want to put on some bulk, I want to put on some strength. So it really depends on where you're coming from for sure. So what other orals, monster, um, do we want to do do you recommend? Okay, guys, one of the things I will say, um, we get this it's a, let me let me redress this. What happens sometimes on the forums, guys, is you come online and you say, I've got this list of drugs I wanted to try, and you won't say what the aim of the cycle is. And I will berate you for that. So here's what I would do. If you were a client working with me or working with Steve, he would say, what is your aim? What are you looking for? Now, as I said earlier on, D-Bowl for me, £10 gain, uh, especially back in the day when I first started, keeping £6 of those £10. I knew, what it was, I knew how it felt. I knew what it was like, et cetera, et cetera. Anavar, same again. I know 100% that I'm going to get stronger on Anavar. That might be another 5 or 10% at the top end of my, my training cycle, not my steroid cycle. So I need to have this weight lifted. And I know that if I use Anavar, I'm going to be that much closer as long as I put the work in. So I, you come to me and you say, this is how I look. Are you heavy? Are you a few percentage body fat more than you should be? Then Anavar, Winstar would be my choices. Proviron might be a choice. Uh, Superdrol might be somewhere in there, but I would put it somewhere in the middle. Whereas, for example, Debolt and Anadrol, I would recommend more to the leaner guys who want to bolt. Now, you can say to me, I want to stay lean. Fine. Then we use the dry weight. If you're a little bit overweight, I don't want you getting too wet. I don't want you gaining too much mass because you're already overweight. And there's no point, as Steve said, sometimes with this stuff, this idea that if you're a big fat guy and you're on a perma bulk, like Steve says, and then you use D bolt and you get even bulkier, that's actually kind of it. Kind of defeats the purpose. What's the point of getting more watery, more fat looking, more chubby looking? Yes, you might be fantastic, be strong in the gym, but now it's just like an ugly mess. So it's very specific, Steve, to the person's requirement, to the look that they have. And again, even you and I have done this when we talked about these kind of things. Their body type: ectomorphic, endomorphic, mesomorphic. 
mesomorphics the muscular. And the muscular is probably going to do quite well regardless of what you give them because they tend to have that genetic advantage. But the ectomorph could always do with bulking up, Steve. And the endo could always do with dropping a few fats. So it's that kind of thing. Do I want a big fat guy to use a wet drug like Dynabol at a higher dose? No, and I don't care where, what the source is. I don't want him adding another 10 pounds, pushing his blood pressure through the roof. So we look at these things with that kind of eye. As an example, and I said earlier on, I've tried halo testing and I wasn't looking to gain muscular weight. I wasn't using it with trend. I just wanted to see a halo was going to give me, I only run it for a few weeks, that extra aggression in the gym. And the short and up simple answer was that it didn't work for me in that particular regards. I think that's because I'm kind of at the top end of where I would be in terms of my strength at the age I am now. And I don't think necessarily it would have added too much to my edge back in the day when I was super competitive because I was already in that place physically and mentally. But you guys, again, you're starting out, who might not have my aims that I was looking for at those times or now, you may well feel the difference. And again, what's the difference, again, Steve, between guys that have a low affinity for testosterone in all its forms versus those with a high affinity? What do I mean by that, guys? So we have people with low testosterone levels that feel great and other guys with low testosterone levels that feel goddamn awful. And then when you up the testosterone levels, they feel better. And part of that better is literally feeling more aggressive, more manly, and so on and so forth. So that's why these drugs work in a different particular way. So for me, recommendations are, and it's literally based on my personal use of Europharmacist products, Dianabol would be number one in terms of bulking. Number two would be Anadrol, or that could easily be number one for many of you listeners. And number three would be Anavar. And only because I have 100% personal experience results, I know what those results are. And so, again, if you came to me as a client or as a listener and you said, what those would be my choices of recommendation. In terms of the, the rest, I would look at your body type, what your requirements are, whether you just want lean muscle tissue versus a, 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 a less lean muscle tissue gain, uh, more of a dirty bulk, if you will, and also things like your health right now, your blood pressure right now, and so on and so forth. That's how we do it. That's how we would work with clients. That's how we give out the advice. It would be too easy to say, oh, take this, this, and this, and that's what's going to happen. And we see that sometimes on the forum, Steve, but that's not how you and I work. It's not how you and I think, and it's not what we would be like with clients. And we'd like to give some of that kind of advice to you, our listeners, in the same particular way. Look at what your body type is. Look how lean you are. Look what your health is like. And look what you really want. Do you really want to gain 20 pounds when 10 pounds would be a lot better? And if you gain 10 pounds, would six pounds look amazing? Yes, it would. As an example, Steve, and I can think back of the historical uh, Iron Game books I've got here, on an average height, Joe, and we're talking about 50s and 60s, 10 pounds was the equivalent of one inch all over. That's an inch on your arms, an inch on your chest, an inch on your back, an inch on your thighs, an inch on your everywhere, guys, on your neck, everywhere. And an inch is a lot. 10 pounds is a lot. So, again, it's stuff like that. That's why we don't go crazy with the dosages. And that's why we recommend these products that we know have worked. Like Steve said, he's run specific cycles, and I've run specific cycles using neuropharmacist products. I know how I respond. But equally, that I know what my aims are versus your aims. So your aims, the recommendations, the choices should be specific to you. But we can generalize and say D-Bow works for a huge, and that most people do. And Anadrol works for most people. Sometimes Anadrol is almost mythical in the amount of gains, especially if you're new to cycling and performance-enhancing drugs. Trend is the same. It's borderline mythical with some guys, and that we're looking for that combination. I'd love to be able to answer the question with, I've used trend and X or Y. I really wish I could just for this podcast, because then I could say 100%, this is how I responded, and my best guess would be that you'll respond the same. I think trend with, for example, Anava would actually probably be my specific personal choice because of the lean muscular gains that both of those are going to give me. But if I want to feel good, it would probably be Debo. So it's, 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 it's what do you want? And sometimes, guys, we need to ask you these additional questions to get that extra bit of information, Steve, as I'm sure you understand when you're working with clients. It doesn't always come across on the forums, and it's difficult to say that when we've got thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of listeners, what each listener wants, what each member on the forum wants. I would want to know that, then I make my recommendations, because that's how it should be. Not every person's underweight, not every person's overweight. 
It should come down to your individual needs and requirements. I'm a big guy, like Steve, it's mostly muscle. Not all muscle, but mostly muscle. And you can see that in the occasional photograph that comes up online where the weight's been added slowly over time. But you might be a young guy just starting out and you want 20 pounds. And if you want 20 pounds, train on drop. See what I mean, Steve? So if I would, you can't have that sweet shop approach. You've got to have the specific. And you kind of almost got to be clinical in your approach to it. Sometimes that's where you work with someone else or you get advice because it's difficult sometimes to judge for yourself. That's sometimes, guys, why we ask for pictures. Be specific as to what you look like, where your body fat is, what your requirements are, the reason why you're going to gain. And then, boom, we're coming with advice straight away. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Back to you, Steve. So let's go over a little bit of side effects now, how to combat them. So the number one way to combat side effects are going to be, number one, cycle length. The longer you run trend, the more side effects start to domino. And that's just the way it is. I mean, the longer, obviously, it's in your system, the more side effects you're going to get. That's just common sense, right? Also, the dosages. How much are you dosing these products? So your pharmacies, they have really good options when it comes to buying these orals. You can always cut up the, um, the tablets with a pill cutter. Really, really easy to do. So in a normal situation with Dianable, for example, you'd run 50 milligrams a day, maybe at the max, 30 to 50 milligrams solo, right? So in this stack, cut it in half, 10 to 30 milligrams with the trend. Now you're cutting down your side effects, right? Same thing with the um, with Superdrill. If you want to use Superdrill with trend, usually guys run 25, 30 milligrams of Superdrill. Well, with trend, you want to cut that in half. You want to go maybe 10, 15 milligrams of Supergirl. Same thing with the Anadrol. Usually guys want 50 milligrams of the Anadrol. Well, on this one, get a pill cutter, cut that 50 milligram tablet in half, and you can run Anadrol 25 milligrams with this stack. So that's the number one way you can cut down on side effects when it comes to this cycle. Now, you want to be careful with the Dianabol. It doesn't aromatize into estrogen. If you're, estro if you're prone to estrogen, you want to possibly use a little bit of aromacin with it. Okay. And that will help cut down on the estrogenic side effects. Now, when it comes to, in general, I talked about earlier, the trembolone side effects, the synergy with something like Anadrol, which is also a very, very strong steroid or Superdrol, you're going to need to balance your carbs throughout the day. So I want you to basically focus on good complex carbs throughout the day, and you can always, you know, um, do something like make homemade pancakes, okay? Homemade pancakes with all natural ingredients, all right? Add some raw honey or raw maple syrup to it. That'd be a great meal to eat um, after your workout later in the day or even after your workout early in the day. This way it gets in some good, a lot of carbs in your system, but natural carbs. You want to stick to natural on this. A lot of berries, blueberries blackberries, strawberries, organic. Make sure you get organic um, because these, uh, you know, they spray the crap out of these fruits, okay? These farmers, they spray the crap out of So you want to make sure you get organic so you're not putting pesticides in your system. Berries are your friend. Tropical fruits, mangoes, all these tropical fruits that are out there, um, I love them. I always go to the tropical fruit section and I pick out some different tropical fruits. Pineapple. You know, great, great option. And then the melon family, the watermelon, the cantaloupe, those are great for hydration. So you want to be pounding those throughout the day, especially like if you want to eat something before a workout, fruit's the best thing, like a, like a cantaloupe with a couple eggs. Great before a workout, because if you work out on, on this cycle and you're deep into the cycle, you may start getting dizzy during your cycle. You may start feeling fatigued during your cycle. And that's because that nutrition partitioning effect. So these are ways to lower side effects. Night sweats. A lot of people complain about night sweats on trend. Get a fan. Get a dual current fan off of Amazon. They're not expensive. They don't make a lot of noise. Um, they're quiet. Okay, a dual current fan, a DC fan does not make noise for the motor. You'll hear it spinning. You'll hear the wind coming from it. But you won't actually hear the annoying motor sound. That's a great option. Uh, get a thinner blanket. And then make sure you're spreading out your carbs, especially at your last meal of the day. It needs to have some fruit, needs to have some good complex carb, maybe a sweet potato. That's gonna that's gonna help you during the night avoid the night sweats because now 
your body isn't going to be like going through like an experience of, oh my God, low blood sugar, low blood sugar because of that trend, basically annihilating uh, that doing that in, in nutrition partitioning. And really your muscles are going to be begging for, for, for food. It's going to be begging for food. It wants to grow. Your body wants to grow. So yeah. So mobster, why don't you give us some tips on side effects? Okay. Number one, guys, I would definitely look at an AI for this cycle. Like Steve's already suggested with an aromacin. Number two, don't be fat. And I mean that quite brutally. Not, I'm not mucking around, guys. Don't be fat. In fact, the leaner your body weight is here with some body fats, a little bit, the leaner you are, the better. If you are fat and you get fatter, you're just going to have more side effects. It's as simple as that. It really is, especially when you're using trend with another bulk and oral from your pharmacist. That's doses. It's, it's too easy. It really is too easy especially when we're all kind of, you know, hidden away in our man caves, typing one in it to suggest higher dosages because it's almost kind of fun. It's almost kind of a sport. But I would always keep the dosages sensible. The higher the dosages, the greater the side effects. It's really not that complicated. And something we discussed in a previous podcast, Steve, is the difference between a clean diet and a dirty diet, so-called dirty bulk. Dirty bulk is an excuse like we need one already to eat donuts and ice cream and other crap and takeouts and anything fried. Fried this, fried that, fried chocolate, you name it. Fried Mars bars, the lot. I mean, it's yeah, I'm dirty bulking. I can eat what the fuck I like. Yeah, sure. Do what you want to do, but don't come bitching to me that you struggled with this cycle. You know what I mean, guys? So it's, it's stuff, stuff like that. Hydrating is actually perversely going to help you with the sweats because I'd rather sweat the stuff out but it's just a pain in the ass at night time, Steve, with the night sweats. So like Steve says, if you know that trend's going to give you the night sweats, and especially if you have the higher body fat like I just talked about, then you're going to get the night sweats and you're going to struggle at night time, whether that's having to take a T-shirt off in the middle of the night and change to a clean one or change, even as bad as changing the sheets on your bed because you're sweating so much. So whether that's having a cold, something icy cold by the bedside, or whether it's having a fan there to help reduce that body temperature. Maybe it's... Switching off the central heating, guys, kind of sensible. Sometimes you forget. And flicking off the duvet and just having a sheet to cover your body when you're on trend, and especially when you're on a trend bulking cycle. So some of this is kind of common sense. One of the things Steve talked about earlier on in terms of food and the snacks and the idea of things that you can take that help you, didn't mention. But I would say homemade flapjack sleeves with real honey, especially the stuff, the raw honey, if you can get hold of it. Homemade with oatmeal. And Steve's already talked about, chop some of those fruits up that he's already talked about there, dry what you can get them dry and mix them in and have that. That combination, for me, Steve, I actually used to do this. I would actually, uh, if I was working at what we call a late shift, which was, I think, 11 till 6, something like that, my last tea break would be around 4 o'clock and I'd have a big 100 gram, which is about, uh, let me think now, three and a half ounce bar, flapjack bar, and then I'd, have, I'd get two. I would eat one then, and I would have another one in my pocket. And as I was walking back to book off for around 6 o'clock, 6.30, getting ready to hit the gym just after 7, I'd start eating that second flapjack. And the last thing I'd do would be have a, a little cup of black coffee, go on the train, go home, and as the, the gym was right next to the railway station. And I was ready to rock and roll. I've got 300, 350 uh, grams of carbs in my system. Sorry calories in my system which is enough for a workout even at the end of a working day i've got a little bit more from the from the from the coffee i'm ready to rock and roll and i can go in and kill it after a, a, an eight or nine hour shift and still hit the gym and then go straight home and put on some real food so there's stuff like that so yeah honestly I'll, I'll reiterate guys hydrate use an ai at the right dosages just so you don't get estrogenic issues the lower the body fat you start with the better and i mean that in the nicest possible way just for the side effects Less than 15% is an absolute minimum, and somewhere around 10% would be ideal, where you can just about see your abs, because you've got a little bit of give there. But if you're already overweight, if you're already hiding, holding a little bit of extra body fat, you, you might, especially on a bulk, add more to it, and that's just going to make it worse. Dosage is nice and low again, and like I said, a cleaner diet is better than a dirty diet. It, it's tempting to do a dirty bulk. Guys, if you come to me and you're under 10%, you're six foot tall and you weigh 150 pounds, go for it. But most of you should be somewhere in the between. 
a little bit under six foot tall. Should be around 160 pounds when we're starting to talk about it. And you should just maybe have those abs visible. And then we can get into the kind of tweaking the stuff like I talked about just a few minutes ago. So, yeah, those are my suggestions for mitigating the side effects. Back to you, Steve. So let's go over some, um, you know, why why Europharmacies. Talk about Europharmacies a lot on this one. And, um, look, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm going to take Tremblone as an uh, specifically. We've seen a lot of sources. They brew tes- uh, Tremblone. A lot of guys, you know, in the gym, they'll, they'll, they'll brew Tremblone in some trailer in the middle of, uh, you know, the sticks. And right next to the trend that they're brewing, they're making meth. And they're making all these, you know, recreational drugs, pain, you know, pain pills or whatever. That's flooding the, you know, uh, America and Europe and all all these countries, right? And these people, those are the people that are making your steroids. Those are the steroids you're putting in your system when you buy from some random dude in the gym or you buy off a buddy or something. Okay. Train is, the train is going to be dirty. It's going to be full of uh, chemicals and metals. It's not going to be pure. It's going to be like 30% trend and 70% something else. You know, look, your pharmacies, it's, it's legit. I mean, this is gear that is made in actual lab by scientists, by doctors, by chemists. These people know what they're doing. They're professionals. Okay. This is what they do for a living and it's legal in their country. Right. So they're able to do it. It's regulated. All right. So they make sure that the gear they put out is legitimate. They test it. There's no inconsistencies to the, the batches. The dude in the trailer brewing the trend, you can have one trend that's 30%, one that's 40%, one that's 10%. Who the hell knows? You don't know. He doesn't test the gear. He, he, he doesn't care if he puts out bad products. He just wants to make money. He's trying to make, he's trying to make money here. It's, 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 it's something where... You know, for him to go and test his products, it's going to cost them more than it would be to to acquire the gear in the first place. So obviously he wants to, he wants to kind of, he doesn't care about his customers, you know? So he knows that even if he puts out low quality gear, that you're not going to be able to tell the difference. So, you know, it's amazing. Um, uh, we see a lot of guys on the forums, they come on there, they start, see, they start using a legitimate brand like your pharmacies and then they'll be like, wow. My cycles are so much better than they were before. And I was like, I'm not like, yeah, of course it is. Cause now you're using legit gear. This is legit properly dosed gear versus the underdosed low quality gear that you were using before. It's, it's, a, it makes a difference. So it's always important to pick legitimate now. Now, don't get me started on orals. When it comes to orals, oh my God, if you knew what they were filling these orals with. This dude out of the trailer, he's filling the orals with all kinds of crap, chemicals and sugars and all kinds of fillers in there. He's trying to save money. That Anavar isn't real Anavar. 100% it's fake. So your pharmacies, their orals are on point. That's that's my favorite of all is their orals. I love their orals. Professionally packaged, legitimate, and you know it's, it's properly dosed. You're getting 50 milligrams of Anavar in a pill. It's 50 milligrams of animal. You're not getting ripped off when you use your pharmacies. It's completely legitimate. What are your thoughts on? I, I, I'll tell you what I've done before, Steve. Number one, how long has the company been around? How long have they been in the industry? Because here's how this stuff works, guys. I'm, I'm long enough in the game to see labs come and go. A local lab that came and went inside of a year. And back in the day, that wasn't uncommon, guys. You'd have people absolutely raving about something, and then it disappeared one, two, three years. Uh, whether they whether they got busted or they just made their money, they went on to other things, whatever, or you know, or they wasn't making money for that, and they went on to selling other drugs. Exactly like Steve said with that with that meth lab analogy, uh, because pain pills and meth and coke and all that kind of stuff makes a lot more money than uh, does selling anabolic steroids. So how long has a company been around? That's number one. Number two. Recommendations. Have I used the product? Yes. So therefore I say I've used the product. These are the results I have. Therefore, I know that the, the results are given what they should be. And how did that happen? If I used the product, if I was using something that didn't contain an active ingredient, why did I get a response? It can't all be uh, 
the placebo. I don't gain six pound placebo. I don't gain 10 pound placebo. I don't get stronger than on the placebo. So this example, just pure experience. And you get that, but you say, right, have you used EP? Did you get good results in EP? Yes. Personally, yes. And we can speak for other people on the forums when we say that. So that's, that's another one. Stuff like certificates of analysis. The better companies will get their product tested. They get their raws for the most part, but not always, from the same place as everybody else. Sometimes it's from Russia, sometimes it's Eastern Europe, sometimes it's China. So they get that product tested. When it arrives, before they turn it into a pill or, or, or an injectable, 100%. And then they do the same again. They, they get their products made, for example, an injectable. There it is in a 10 mil vial. And they send, they literally pick at random a vial from a great stack. Let's say they make 300. Pick number 900, 399. Let's grab that one. Let's grab that one. And they send them off. They are spending decent money, guys. Thousand dollars sometimes to have these products tested. And here's the thing with EP. EP doesn't claim that every single batch, every single tested product is 100% on point. In fact, they specifically quite often have said it's less. It's 90, it's 92, it's 96, it's 97. They expect to see a deviation just because of the, the tiny little differences between one batch and the next. And they're being honest in that particular regard. There's a bunch of other stuff here, guys. So, for example, I'll give you an example of talking about what Steve mentioned earlier on the manufacturing. We had a documentary here in the UK, Steve, some years ago, and some of our UK listeners might remember this particular one. I think it was one of those expose-type documentaries, and they went to a warehouse in Wembley, and they, they were making pills. I don't think it was steroids. I think they were uh, ecstasy, but they were making pills in a cement mixer, Steve. So the stuff was going in the in-pill form, and then they was throwing colouring in, and the colouring was going on to the pills there, and they would come out the right colour. That's how they were. This is how <laughs> there was no there was no cleanliness whatsoever. You can find videos online, guys. I think Steve mentioned it on another podcast of guys that were making stuff in their kitchen. Lovely, lots of layers of polythene everywhere on the windows, the floor, the door, everywhere. But it's being made in their kitchen or their garage. We had another documentary, Steve, where they're in a garage in a lockup. The, the, the fellow, uh, uh, well-known uh, Dave Crossland, I shall name him, sitting there in an armchair and a, a balaclavered uh, would-be gangster, steroid dealer, whatever you want to do, comes in there and mixes up, uh, I believe it was Sustanon, might have been sipping a powder, into an alcohol, stirs it and dings it in the microwave and then says, right, there you go, that's 200. That's how they were making it. It wasn't, they didn't filter on camera. There was nothing like that going on. Again, you don't get to be a player in the industry for the length of time that your pharmacist has been around if you're banging it out in a fucking microwave in a lock-up garage. You really aren't. So there's stuff like that. Another one I would talk about as well, Steve, funny enough, EP has really, really, really good customer service. It's probably right up there with one other company that we address. Both of them have great customer service. And EP, I specifically have dealt with their customer service myself and with their, their company reps. And they are awesome in that particular regards if you don't get a, a, an answer over the weekend you'll get an answer the first thing monday morning and nine times out i said i've had answers over the weekend too so their customer service is on point their packaging is on point to the point where i've actually taken photographs for them of their packaging because they want to make sure that those items are being sent out please let us know how it arrived this kind of thing so i have not had one of their packages not make it to my door not one Touch wood, never again, but never had that happen, never had any issues with it. And in fact, in my personal experience, I've never even had them to resend out an order. So for me, 100% on point, properly packed, properly dosed, high, re recommended, used myself, and highly regarded within the industry. And that's exactly how it should have. One of the things I will say, guys, is you shouldn't take our words for it. Go and check. Go on other forums, especially our forums, but go on other forums. Look on their own website. Click on Europharmacy's website. Check out what to look at. There will be on their website links you can click to download to see the certificates of analysis for yourself. Check the dates on those certificates of analysis. Is it a recent date? Was it what? Can you find the name of the lab that they used? All of these kind of things. And then you can say, this is what's happened. And I know 
because we had it here in the UK, and I think we've had it there, over there in the US as well, Steve, where <clears throat> certain forums have collectively gone and had items tested for them. What do I mean by that? So you get 100 members, they all throw $10 in, and now you've got $10,000, and you can go off and – it was $1,000 – and you can go off and get uh, items tested, and that's happened a few times. And that's how they've recommended certain companies over other companies, like Steve said, where God knows what the bulking agent was. God knows what the filler was. Uh, this kind of thing was all tablets will have fillers. 100 milligrams, 50 milligrams is a fractional amount of a pill. But the filler should be clean. The product should be clean. It shouldn't have to be full of heavy metals. This kind of stuff. And again, you do not get to stay around as long as you're a pharmacist if, that's not, if you're not producing product to that level of quality over this length of time. I'm talking about decades now, Steve. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, and I don't quote me on this, guys, but 20 to 30 years. Certainly my personal business is coming up seven or eight years and using their products for a, probably about the same amount of time, Steve. And that's my personal experience, 100%. So, so, so one of those things that mobster can say, I've used it. This is the response I've had. I would recommend it to anybody. Back to you. All right, buddy. Great show, guys. Uh, come on the forums. We'd love to hear from you. And, um, you know, we're going to keep these uh, podcasts going. We have a lot of good feedback so far. So we love all of you out there. Mobster, uh, great show. Take us in the disclaimer. Please note, we're not doctors, and the opinions on these shows are ours and ours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment. Apply.